Blog Talk Radio. I definitely say what's on my mind. And I don't live with any regret. Radio and TV broadcasting is just in my blood. I'm a Tebow. This is my DNA. And this is the Jennifer Tebow Show. And me, I'm Jennifer Tebow. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you doing today? Gosh, I am late like you all would not believe. So um, welcome to the Jennifer Tebow Show. Yes, I am Jennifer Tebow. I am Jennifer Tebow trying to do way too much at one time. And so consequently, you get me dialing in late. For those of you who are used to watching me on Ustream.tv, I appreciate it. Ustream is actually not cooperating with me. This is like the second time that Ustream has been just really tripping. I don't know what's been up with that. So um, it may wind up that I don't broadcast live tonight from Ustream. If you saw what I look like tonight, that's actually okay with me. <laughs> but I promise I really, really, really did try to uh, broadcast live, but uh, to no avail. So here I am. Uh, today, if you missed it, today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2011. It is the last day of the month. How did we get here? How did we get to the end of August just that fast? And, of course, things have been, as usual, fast and furious for me. Um, it has been more than a notion that today I had um, quite a few traveling around type things to do and just been kind of all over the map. Uh, I guess that's fortunately and unfortunately. So hopefully, hopefully very, very soon, uh, I will get a chance to just talk about some of the things that I have been planning. But right now, some of the things that we're working on are still under wraps. So really, really, really appreciate your patience as I keep some things secret for myself. Uh, So I originally planned this show, as you all know, we always air on Mondays, and this was an unusual time because instead of airing it on Monday, I forgot what happened. I think I might have had some technology issues as well um, at the 6 a.m. time slot, which really did sell me on the true idea that I need to move the show slot time and then as well change the format. So can I get some applause for that? In a day now. <laughs> oh, I have to the pause muted. Oh, okay. Okay, so I think I heard it, but in a different way. So, at any rate, uh, it's just been a very, very unique time uh, to be able to experience experience um, all that all that has been uh, this show. As many of you know, I've talked about the possibility of breaking up the show again. So remember, it started out as the real Jenny. And I probably was somewhat uh, really genius at the time, having three segments a week, one focused on all things people and performance, and then I had one that was all sports, and then I had another one that was really focused on, like, activism and that kind of stuff. And that, at the time, I thought was a lot to keep up with. I had different hosts, and it was just a lot, considering that that's not, it wasn't my full-time job. And so I went to this, I smushed them all together, called it the real, Gen- uh, or called it the Jennifer Tebow show, and here I am uh, doing this show. Well, 
as fate would have it, I turn around and now I'm having this very strong sense I need to break it up again. Many people know that I am really big into social media. And so because of that, because I'm really big into social media, and I've really started to think about the way that I operate and the things that I do, and I've really started to think about uh, how I can do things once but maximize them um, multiples of times, right? So when I can get Ustream to, to act right, I don't know what's going on with it. I'm going to have to, like, have a strongly worded conversation with a Ustream. But when I get it to act right, um, Ustream has the ability for me to take my videos and put them into YouTube. Now, for those of you all who don't know, um, YouTube is the second largest search engine on the Internet, Google being the first, right? So what usually happens, people want to search for something. They typically go to Google.com. They'll search for something, but a lot of times people don't have time to read long articles, right? We're, we are moving away from being a reading society. That pains me so to say that, but it is the truth. So a lot of times people will Google search a word, a term, a phrase, whatever they're looking for, and then they'll click on that handy-dandy link called videos. They click on that link, usually the videos that are listed, I mean a large majority of those videos are going to be YouTube videos. So videos on YouTube that have that, that offer that same, you know, uh, search result uh, based on their keywords and the title of the actual video. And so what's nice is, is that it gives you the greatest amount of exposure if you can do two things, put yourself in Google in the search results, as well as if you can can make yourself a part of the results in YouTube. To do that, here's the big, you know, the big butt. <laughs> and I know some things about big butt, so this is the big butt. The big butt is to get things into YouTube, unless you have thousands of videos uploaded, they cut you off at 15 minutes, which means you have to upload a video that's no longer than 15 minutes. So the Jennifer Tebow Show, the way it exists today, cannot be uploaded when I do it through Ustream straight into YouTube because it's too long. And my buddy, uh, Damon Allen, that, that used to host my sports segment, we talked about that quite a bit as he's doing his show up in Toronto, and that's exactly, I mean, that is exactly what they talked about on, you know, really how they can maximize doing it once but projecting it in multiples and multiples of ways. So um, at any rate, that's that's truly that's truly what happened. So look to see me in uh, look to see me in YouTube, and I'm going to do that by breaking the show up. So that's going to be lots of fun. I'm thinking I'm toiling around with renaming the show a little bit. I do want to focus on some trends and trending topics. In 15 minutes, that's like a whirlwind, right? So in 15 minutes, I think I can cover three topics if I've got no interview and then do some other quick things, then I'm out, right? So if I do 15 minutes, I can probably do 15 minutes. Um, I can probably do that segment two to three days a week. So I like the idea of of adding the segment um, or adding several segments. I can get those repetitions in the episodes and all I really need, all I really need out to the Ustream world, for so Ustream, stop tripping. <laughs> That's what I really need you to do. Please stop tripping because I really want to use you a lot. 
and I'd hate to go to your competitors, but I'll do it. Oh, you know I will. Any of my friends know I will do it. I'm going to go with a consistent provider. So that's that. If you tuned in to the last show, and if you're interested in tuning into this one, let me tell you that. You can dial in at 347-637-1837. Again, that's 347-637-1837. We typically do a simulcast with Ustream. If you're just logging in or dialing in, then you know you don't see me on a Ustream. It's because Ustream was tripping. I actually started it. And then it wasn't picking up my microphone or my camera. So I thought, okay, let me just restart it really quick. And then it, like, wouldn't let go of the session, and it just got went from bad to worse and ugly, and I'm closing down windows. And I just finally gave up because I figured I might might actually have an audience that was waiting on me. Um, if you remember from the last show, I was all fired up about a certain organization that shall remain nameless, but you know who you are basketball organization that I think has taken people's money. Shame on you. When little girls and little boys learn basketball in particular, I'm going to talk about that sport right now. When they learn that sport, they should be in a ball club, in a in a program that gives them the opportunity to learn the fundamentals. That's where they should be. That's the best place, the absolute best place for those kids, right? So if you don't place them um, in a circumstance where they can learn the fundamentals, a la you let the referees just not call fouls and not call travels, then you've got girls who are boys, you know, you've got athletes who think that they're doing really well when, in fact, they're not. Secondly, we, you, a lot of times you have uneducated parents on the sport, on the intricacies of the sport. So parents may be in the audience and may be yelling things that they would typically yell at a professional game. Get them. Stop them. And while those things are great, and anybody that sits next to me in the game, you're liable to hear anything, a professional game. But when it comes to children, there needs to be different things that are yelled, like, good job, way to go. Hey, I'm the supportive parent, so you just, you know, you just have to forgive me if people go, oh, she's so soft. But these girls are young. You know, these boys are young, athletes are young. You want to be encouraging. So this program, and you know who you are. Uh, I did talk with them about uh, the egregious behavior of the referees in a game that was played, um, now we're talking about 10 days ago. And funny thing is they actually tried to ambush me, <laughs> nice try organization, really nice try. Uh, they they told me they were going to have two people meeting with me, and then lo and behold, the president of the whole thing showed up too. Now, how's that for professionalism? Can I get a... Uh, can I get a little extra sound for that? <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, first of all, the ambush, really childish of, of any organization to set a meeting with me, act as if, oh, it's priority, and then ambush me with a third person. I ambushed them back, though. So I actually brought a, another person with me. Just because I don't never think it's wise to go into a meeting where people may decide to. I'm going to say it, lie about the conversation. It's always good to have a witness. And so we go into this meeting, and these people were absolutely ridiculous. There's just no other word for it, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I felt shame for their parents. That's how ridiculous they were. And they eventually had to calm down because they looked ridiculous. Because I walked in saying, look, I'm focused on – on athlete safety 
and basketball fundamentals. And that's what we're going to maintain on that court. That's why I spent that money. That's why all the other parents spent that money, and the game had gotten out of control. And so, you know, it was kind of like chin-checking happening up front. They finally calmed down, but as as I began to assess, because you all know me, I am so savvy. I might be short in height, but I am not short on intelligence. And, again, I say to that organization, shame on you. Uh, but so, at, you know, then I'm realizing, okay, they're trying to fake the funk. Like, oh, okay, the first strategy didn't work. Plan A didn't work trying to intimidate Dr. J. So now let's try plan B and act like we're going to be friends. Well, I can act like that too, by the way, FYI. You all didn't invent the act like everything is cool. So then you turn around and everyone's playing nice at the end, but guess what they did? They made some promises about some things that would happen, actions that they would take, and they didn't take hardly any of them. They only took one, which was probably because it was would have been so visible for me to to see them not take it. They just had to. And, you know, I just thought, just shame on you. And, I mean, the the acting was so bad, you guys, that the president of this organization said he wanted to meet with me after this little season was over to get my feedback one-on-one. So, you know me, I sent him an email. The season's over. Have I heard back from him? Boy, that's some bad acting. I would have to say to that organization, stick with Stick with just stealing money from those parents because you do that really well. You're not going to do it for me any longer, but you do it really well. And, guys, basketball is really fun to watch in youth sports. It's fun to watch them learn, but it really gets under my skin if you haven't figured out when thieves jump into a basketball circumstance and they attempt to try to basically sell hopes and dreams and take people's money. That's really a shame. But I have to say I'm very proud of my daughter. She's out there just shining as much as she can, and she's learning, and I really like that. And, you know, she's got this this, this little body type that just says, I'm going to just tear it up one day, one day on the court. So I'm really, really happy about that, too. So shout out to my daughter who really has aspirations of doing some great things in basketball, but she keeps reminding me, Mom, don't forget, I want to be an astronomer. So I haven't forgotten, baby girl. I know that you want to be an astronomer. All right, so I had prepared this show and all these topics, and, of course, a couple of days have passed, so there have been some some simple updates uh, that have happened. I just want to run through them quickly. This is probably not going to be an hour-long show, but this is the last hour-long time slot that I am going to plan. So, oh, sad, but it is what it is. So I do, I'm just looking at my list of clips. I've got, a, a, I have a clip about Barry Bonds, so I'm going to play that now. If you guys haven't kept up with what's been going on with the latest and greatest of Barry, there it is, thanks to the Associated Press. A legal setback for baseball's home run king. Barry Bonds' obstruction of justice conviction was upheld Friday by a federal judge who denied his motion for a new trial or acquittal on the charge. A day after hearing oral arguments, U.S. District Judge Susan Ilston refused to overturn the only unanimous decision reached by the jury in her courtroom last April 13th. Jurors failed to reach a verdict on three counts charging the seven-time National League MVP with making false statements to a grand jury in 2003 when he denied receiving steroids and human growth hormone from trainer Greg Anderson and when he said he allowed only doctors to inject him. Prosecutors have not yet said if they plan to retry him on those counts. The 47-year-old Bonds is likely to appeal Ilson's decision to the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. 
John Klobuchar, the Associated Press. All right. Thanks to the Associated Press. So, Oh, Barry, he's having some trouble still. I mean, what, I would love to hear what you guys really think about this whole Barry Bond circumstance. It's actually quite interesting to me. Um, it begs the question, why won't you let him be great? Yes, Barry blew up all of a sudden and started performing extraordinarily well. Um, if he was able to get around rules because rules were not already in place. Is that Barry's fault? I'm just asking. I don't know if I have an opinion one way or another. You know, I don't understand the whole blood doping and steroids and all of that stuff. I don't get how you would do that to your body. Uh, in the short term, it may make sense, but there's just so many ramifications long term. that it just It's never added up to me as a good idea as a former athlete. But I mean, people are, like, really, really angry. I mean, just all-out angry about Barry Bonds and him cheating. Like, he's the only one in baseball, okay? Hello? He's the only one? Really? (laughs) Getting all upset over poor Barry Bonds. Barry, why won't they let you be great? So Barry Bonds is, you know, still trying to, I guess, keep his name as clean as humanly possible. Humanly possible. But, you know, I don't know. So, And while we're on sports, did you guys hear about Javaris Crittenton? Now, I have a clip um, of of that actual uh, circumstance. Of course, I pulled the clip for Monday's show. Since then, there's been an update. But I do want to pay, play the clip because I think it provides a good foundation for some updates that I'm going to tell you about. So let's, again, listen to, I believe this is the, the wonderful Associated Press about What's going on with a former Wizards player, NBA player, who's very young, by the way, Javaris Crittenton. Police say former NBA player Javaris Crittenton is wanted on a murder charge after a woman was shot on an Atlanta street. Police have secured an arrest warrant for Crittenton in connection with the shooting death of 22-year-old Julian Jones. Police say Jones was walking with a group of people on the city's southwest side when she was shot. Investigators say they don't believe Jones was the intended target. The motive appears to be retaliation for a robbery in April, in which Crittenton was a victim. Crittenton most recently played in the NBA with the Washington Wizards and was involved there in a locker room gun altercation with Gilbert Arenas. He is currently on the roster of the NBDL's Dakota Wizards. Before turning pro, Crittenton was a standout guard with Georgia Tech. The Los Angeles Lakers made him the 19th overall pick in the 2007 draft. John Klobuchar the Associated Press. Thanks, John, and the Associated Press. Is that not like the absolute wildest thing you've ever heard? I mean, like, really, that to me is just beyond the scope of imagination. And he's so young. And, I mean, we should have all known that there was potentially issues coming down the line when he's showing up with guns uh, with Gilbert Arenas. Um, Gilbert's really lucky that that I think the bulk of his issues are behind him and hope he doesn't create any new ones. Um, But it's just really sad, you know, a person that potentially had a promising NBA career and as well as had an opportunity to kind of set himself up for some good future successes. It's kind of sad to just watch it all Watch it all go down like that. Uh, it just it just shouldn't be at the end of the day. So, 
Tavares, um, you know, I'm praying for you, dude. I really think that you've got an opportunity to turn it around. Now is the time. You certainly uh, can't have this uh, delayed uh, light bulb moment. Now, what you don't know is, okay, so they said, yeah, we think in the beginning on Monday morning they were saying, yep, Tavares Crittenden's suspect needs to turn himself in. Well, I guess he thought about it and said, yeah, you know, not exactly a good idea. So, it goes from he needs to turn himself in to something where they were probably going to just let him turn himself in to now he's on the run. And it's like, are you kidding me? You have to be kidding me. And then all of a sudden they nabbed this, this young man in the, I think it was LAX airport, but in Los Angeles taking a flight within the United States. News flash to Javaris. When you're on the run, you've got to get out of the country. Now, I am not supporting his, what he did at all and being on the run, if, in fact, that's what he was doing. Who knows? Um, but he knew, from what I'm hearing, he at least knew he needed to turn himself in, and he wasn't doing that. Um, you know, there's a little handy thing called the all-points bulletin. That's that thing that when criminals, when police get really serious, they put that APB out, and it goes to every single airport. So unless you know how to fly a plane yourself, and I'm you probably couldn't even fly an aircraft yourself. Somehow your name probably goes through something, some security screen or something. You probably couldn't take off. But they nabbed him, and so, you know, it's never a good thing when the police at least are positioning themselves to claim that you are on the run. never fares well with with, with any kind of uh, bond or, you know, bail or anything of that nature. So there is. I hope you've got good counsel. Javaris' friends, if you're out there, be good friends to him. If you don't want to be, just back away and allow him to have the peace of mind. That's that's my word of the day for the athletes. How about that one, okay? <laughs> How about that? I actually had a uh, Today in History, but it was Monday's Today in History, so I am not going to play that. But did you guys see the the uh, dog that was like literally setting up camp and waiting for the you know for for his master and his master was in the coffin oh it's just heart wrenching it was just absolutely heart wrenching it's one of the mo- you know one of the most recent waves of of our military men uh, that were shot down I think I reported on it a couple of, about a week or so ago which is very 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 sad to see. Um, it's, it's the picture of loyalty. That'll probably be something that makes it onto images and posters um, all over. So it was just kind of interesting. Again, this is the Jennifer Tebow Show. You are on live. This is not a simulcast like we normally do, so I apologize to those people who are used to seeing me, although you see a very interesting Jennifer Tebow today because I've got like a hat on. I've got these lime green headphones on. I'm looking pretty funky. Uh, I do mean funky in a good way, not a not a stinky way. <laughs> but if you do want to dial in and you're listening online and you want to call into the show and talk, you can dial in at 347-637-1837. Again, 347-637-1837. Also, it's a good number to dial in if you just can't any longer listen on the, um, on the Internet through Blog Talk Radio. Once this show has wrapped, the show will then go immediately into on-demand status, so you'll see the show um, through Blog Talk Radio On Demand, and it will also be available within iTunes. So I really cannot thank you all enough for just for just being you know with with the show and through some of the changes 
Uh, it's been really more than a notion. Uh, through some of the changes and segueing to that, wanted to just talk about Steve Jobs. Um, Steve Jobs stepped down uh, from his post, and I've got a quick clip that I want to play about it, and then I'll talk a little bit more about it. So I've got somewhat of an update since then. All right, here's here's the clip again from the wonderful Associated Press. That if you want to see and hear the clip, the original clip. Uh, from Associated Press, you can always go to youtube.com forward slash Associated Press. All right. Associated Press. I think if you peruse the uh, press releases of both Steve Jobs and the company put out last night, it's pretty obvious that the reason that Steve Jobs is stepping down as, as CEO is because he could no longer do the job as far as he was concerned. And so, look, I mean, if you know Steve Jobs or know about him, there's one thing that you know, and that he lives and breathes Apple. And so if he was able to continue, my guess is that he would have continued. But we think at this point, given the health concerns surrounding him, he probably thought it was the best thing, not only for himself, but also for the company, uh, for this transition to occur. We appreciate the notion that Steve Jobs founded Apple he has been running Apple. He is the driving force behind the company in just about every way. Uh, but the reality is that we think plans have been in place for some time with respect to uh, a product roadmap, um, ways to execute most uh, efficiently and effectively, uh, et cetera, to ensure uh, that really nothing significant is going to change over the next couple of years. Beyond that, sure, we see some risks because technology will change and Apple will need to adjust presumably without Steve Jobs. But over the next couple of years, uh, we think the company has largely locked in um, its uh, products and its plans, and we think people uh, should take comfort in that. Thank you, Associated Press. They have such great interviews and articles. I just can't help myself as I'm trying to find great things for you guys to listen to. All right, so, 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 uh, switching on to lighter subjects, I find it fascinating that I have gotten to an, an, a stage in my life that my daughter is somehow magically paying attention to the MTV Video Music Awards. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm sitting here actually working, and I, I want to say I was actually prepping for this show, and all of a sudden, my daughter's like, she's yelling, come look at Lady Gaga, come see Chris Brown, look at Beyonce and all these artists that are performing. She's she's screaming, you know, come downstairs and watch it with me kind of thing. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I'll bite, I'll watch it. And so I'm watching this performance, and it's so funny with the Beyonce performance, which I really enjoyed. But I'm looking at it like, why are you so terribly overdressed? Like, I've never seen Beyonce have so many clothes on. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just it was just kind of shocking. I mean, I've just never seen her have quite quite so much on. And so then it's like, well, hmm, okay. And at the end, she opens up her jacket and she rubs her stomach, and it's obvious that she is pregnant. So congratulations to Beyonce Knowles. And her famous mogul rapper, businessman, uh, husband, uh, Sean Carter, also known as Jay Z. So can I can I get a little applause? I think I can hear my applause now. 
All right. So if you saw it like I did, I was like, wow, that's like not just a small little something. When you're showing to that extent, I was like, she's got to be like five, maybe six months pregnant. That's um, that's quite a baby bump to me, unless it's not real. I mean, you know, I just so supposedly um, she was waiting for the three month mark that a lot of people like to do to wait for the first trimester, but she just couldn't wait and wanted to share it with the world. Uh, it's really interesting watching the blogs. A lot of people believe that she's doing that for publicity for her album. You know, I don't know. Biology is pretty hard to kind of trick like that. Maybe she did. But regardless, I I doubt it. I doubt it. It was just a unique opportunity to to share it on her terms is really what I think. Uh, But if she is... If she is, like, not even three months pregnant, I would guess it's not just one baby in there. That's that's already quite a little tummy you got there, uh, Miss, uh, or I should say Mrs. Knowles Carter. Um, but, you know, they've been wanting to have a baby for a while. This is her first, not his first. Uh, but this is going to be their first uh, child together. And it is just, I think it will be exciting just to watch how um, motherhood actually changes her, enhances her, or, you know, just takes her career in new and interesting directions like motherhood always, always does. Uh, It's never a bad thing, um, as I always say, so it'll be exciting to see. Uh, Most notable about the MTV Awards was Lady Gaga. Um, You know, that child, oh, my gosh, and she's a child. I mean, she's in her early 20s still. She's a child. Good Lord, if you didn't see it, she walked in, and she had this whole character, Joe something. I can't remember the last name of this character. But she acted just like a man, by the way, and acted as if she was this man and not Lady Gaga, even to the extent of winning awards and and going up on the mic stand to say that she's accepting it on behalf of Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga wasn't there. And the whole time in my head, I'm thinking, cuckoo, cuckoo. I'm like, we are witnessing a person that's literally separating from their personality. I mean, I know that she's full of gimmicks and all that fun stuff, but that was just... That was a lot. I mean, that was a whole lot she had going on. So I don't know what's up with that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not really not really into that kind of display. Um, it's just not the way I, I would probably choose to take my career artistically. But then that's why God didn't give me those talents. And maybe he gave my talent to Lady Gaga. Go ahead, Lady Gaga. Just do your thing. <laughs> So uh, Chris Brown had this fantastic performance where he's flying all through the air and just all about. Um, That was kind of fun to watch. Um, It's interesting, you know, it's taken him a long time to kind of shed the uh, backlash from the incident that happened just a few short years back between uh, himself and Rihanna. What I find interesting about that whole thing is that Kobe Bryant was able to shed that whole ugly thing pretty quickly. So is there a double standard between sports and entertainment? Do people forgive it because they really want to see the human highlight that is Kobe? Or what is it? You know, so I don't know. But it seems as if he's finally starting to shed it. He's putting out some great, great music, I think. Um, you know, great music for what's out there. I'm not going to say it's like, I mean, it's not going to compare to the spinners. It's not going to compare to, to Earth, Wind, and Fire and Nancy Wilson and all these fun people that really created the foundation. However, he's, for what is out there right now, it is great music. It's catchy. It's good to listen to. And hopefully he'll bring back simple things like, you know, vocality, and hopefully he'll bring back simple things like dancing. 
Uh, we tend to have gone away from this. And if, if you question that, just think Little Wayne. <laughs> if you missed Little Wayne, oh, my gosh, he's an interest, quite an interesting fellow. I don't know what to say about Little Wayne. Um, he walked on stage. He's got tattoos on his face and piercings, and he's got these jeggings. Yes, I said it. I don't care what he may think he had on his on his legs for the awards, but those are jeggings, okay? Men don't wear jeggings. I'm just saying. I don't care what your sexual preference is. Men don't wear jeggings. They just don't. It just is not a good look at all. And then he had the nerve to not just have jeggings on. He was sagging them. I'm like, oh, this is like... It's like a comedy, but it's actually real life. So um, it's interesting performance. I just, I mean, Little Wayne continues to to come put out the same type of music. So even for me, that I like all types of music, it's gotten kind of old for me too. So I'll just say that. Sorry, sorry, Little Wayne, but I just. I'm not that into you anymore. Sorry. And then uh, speaking of music and all things that are music, we have the rapper T.I. who was serving an 11-month sentence. He was released early this morning, around 7.26 this morning, if my brain serves me correctly. It's what I saw earlier. And so now he's set to leave. And so he's, he's set to go serve out the remainder of, his, of the term of his sentence. I think it's either a house arresting or going to some kind of home. So hopefully, and this is for drug possession, if you remember, shortly after he he and his wife, Tiny Cottle, got married, I think Tamika's her first name, after they got married, they were having lots of fun, and they were they were pulled over, and I believe they had some marijuana in the car, maybe other things, I'm not sure, uh, but they were uh, arrested, husband and wife, and, and Tiny, his wife, got a certain sentence, much lesser than... And T.I. T.I. is a repeat offender, and so that's a violation of his probation, which required him to go back to prison. I just, I just hope that he recognizes that there's no leniency that's really being played on him. So at that stage of the game, it's just time to, to play it totally straight and just, just, just live life and you know be there for your family. At some point, the going back and forth to prison gets really old for your children as they go to games and like I'm talking about going to basketball games and where's your dad? Oh, he's in prison again. Like you just don't want that. It's one of those things you just don't want to see happen. So T.I., I want you to to be out and stay out and and be all that you can be, basically. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk quickly, and, and I am actually going to wrap it up sooner than later, but let's talk quickly about NBA, CBA, and what's, up with that? I mean, if anything, has anybody heard anything about the NBA, CBA? Uh, they're showing a whole, they're showing a whole lot of uh, baseball, of course, right? As we're getting closer to uh, to the, the baseball playoffs and all those fun things, you know, it's not quite called the playoffs, but we're getting very close to that. And so I imagine the television always ramps up baseball at this time. Football starting to get its thing going on as well, finally. Uh, even tennis has been getting a lot of, of interest. I'm um, looking at a shocker at the U.S. Open that Venus Williams withdrew from the U.S. Open, and she said that she's suffering from some autoimmune disease. So that's, gosh, that's like major. So hopefully Venus is doing okay. Serena has really come back. Uh, trying to come back into her own, into her form. She had, you know, this crazy infection that she was dealing with. 
Um, hopefully that's not something similar to what Venus was, and so that kind of put her out for a while in cast and walking cast on crutches and that thing. But she looks like she's back in form. So hopefully Venus um, is able to get back on track where she needs to be. But what's going on with basketball? Anybody heard? Anybody? I mean, just anybody? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not um, – yeah, it's just nothing. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. So you've got Ron Artest who signed on with Dancing with the Stars. Now, that should be very, very interesting. Uh, Ron Artest is pretty doggone tall. So to have him with Dancing with the Stars would be interesting just to see his partner and how they'll work that out. But they've had tall people before, like Clyde Drexler. Clyde Clyde danced as pretty as his knees are. And if you've seen his knees, you then, then you understand but if you've never seen his knees, but you saw him dance, then you also understand what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but Ron Artest is actually one of the um, one of the members of the cast. I was kind of disappointed to see the cast this time with Dancing with the Stars, but I'm break away for just a moment. Um, they normally have a pretty diverse mix of people. Um, Chaz Bono, uh, formerly Chastity Bono. Um, Chaz Bono is actually one of the cast members. I guess they're checking off the column of transgender and all of these things. But there's only two African-American dancers among the cast, and they're both men. So that's just really different. It's kind of shocking to see. Um, So, you know, I don't know. I'm Surely there should have been some African-American women that they could have found to do the show. I mean, you know, Wendy Williams did as much as, she, as much as she could, and I was rooting for her all the way. Yes, I know that she was not the best dancer, but doggone it, she was trying. So I definitely, you know, I mean, she didn't get where she is today without trying, so I was always voting for her. But so I don't know. I'm not really too excited about this season of Dancing with the Stars, although I think Ron Artest will be rather entertaining. But he signed on because it doesn't look like the NBA is going to is going to have a season in the fall. Now, I, like I did, I'll share with you a conversation with my mother. I said, well, you know, it's not really a scary thing for Ron Artest to sign on with Dancing with the Stars. Uh, they they'll start their shows towards the middle to late September. And let's just be honest, he's probably not going to be around for very long. So even if the NBA gets back on track, I think he should be good to go. Um, but it's, it's not looking good. I mean, you've got, you know, no real progress made, nothing really being reported. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at MSNBC now. Right now they're talking about Powell Gasol, you know, who's, who's in the midst of European playoffs. I mean, you know, people are kind of moving on with their lives and making intermittent plans. I know a lot of players who have decided to go back to school and, and take this time to try to finish their degrees or, or go for some advanced degrees. So, you know, I like to see players look in that direction because at some point it's going to end. You know, but I, I'm really concerned about what um, a prolonged disagreement is going to do for the game of basketball. And I talked about this before, too. The NBA has been laying off people for the past two or three years, trying to scale back and scale down. So the economies of scale, the things that the economic structure of the NBA has not worked. It doesn't mean it's the player's fault. It doesn't, doesn't mean that you force the players to fix it, NBA and Stern. He's right. Stern, by the way, is right over there with uh, Roger Goodell for me. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> if you hear if you heard my broadcast, then you know what that means. <laughs> uh, but I just, you know, 
I understand that players, I mean, that owners are complaining that they're not profitable. But is it the players' fault, and should the players pay for that? Shouldn't it at some point be, well, owners, maybe you need to figure out how to be, how to make your business run better? You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, why do you need some big billion-dollar stadium? That You know, that was my argument for football. You know, you, you spend all this money on these in these stadiums you can't afford, and then you get turn around and want to ask the players and, and continue to steal from the retired players, by the way, you know, to try to pay the, the owners back. For what? There's no there's no bonus check that needs to go to owners in sports because they run their programs badly and they run their organizations badly. There's there's no bonus check. No other organization in this world um, says, well, we've run it badly, so now we want our employees to write us a check back. It does not happen. So why or why does the NBA believe that it should be so? I, I just don't know. But that is exactly why they're kind of the two sides are totally apart, fighting about money, of course, and considering you know the overarching ideas are considering contraction, either you know reducing the um, the number of teams. And there are a lot of NBA teams, reducing the number of teams and or moving teams that are in markets that are not doing well moving them to places that have been really fiending for a team to try to revamp where that organization is. So they've got a lot to sort out. I like it that the players seem to be really calm, cool, and collected. If I if, if I rewind back to 1997, and I remember when with the prior lockout, I do remember there was a bit of panic among players around, oh, around the October, November time frame when basketball really should have been kicking off. So I don't know if this is the calm before the storm for the players, and they may start to get nervous if this thing continues to just be, you know, drawn out. But we'll see. You know, again, I am glad to see, for the most part, most players being very active and taking control of their lives. Uh, You see stuff on the news, but I think some of the stuff that the heightened awareness of players that may have some misconduct out there, I think it's just because – Reporters don't have anything else to report because you can't report how many layups they made or how many this. So you just go ahead and report who who got arrested, who slapped who, or what have you. So, you know, just because you see more things in the news doesn't mean the occurrence of those things has, has increased. And that's just that's just from an observer and from a person who's worked with professional athletes for a long time. Uh, I'm Like I said, I'm really pleased to see the the level of calm that has been happening uh, with these players. So hopefully it will continue. Okay, I promised you I would not make this show an hour. And, in fact, I am not going to make it an hour. So, uh, again, the Jennifer Tebow show will continue on. It's going to morph and evolve, kind of like we started off as infants with with the real Jenny. We became um I guess preteens or maybe teenagers with the Jennifer Tebow show, and now it's time to kind of take it to the to the young adult world. I'm not going to say adult, but the young adult adult world, and change the segments to 15 minute segments that will also simulcast on UStream and UStream. Get it together. I talked about you last time. Uh, that will simulcast, and then we will also have those simulcasts, the Ustreams go into YouTube. So they'll be like they'll be like uh, multiple mirrors kind of facing each other. I'll do something once. That's a nice idea, right? And reflect it in many different ways. I cannot thank you enough for listening. Apologize for the midweek 
for the midweek broadcast, but get used to it because we're going to have two to three broadcasts a week, and some of them are going to be midweek. My goal is to probably do one or two of the of the three broadcasts pre-recorded, and then to have one that will actually be live. But we'll we'll see what happens. I'll play with it and continue to tweak it until I get it absolutely right. All right. It's been fantastic. I cannot thank you all enough for joining the the actual show. Every Monday, definitely I'll keep the Monday time slot, at least for now, uh, as I go into a transition period. Every Monday at 6 a.m., there will be the Jennifer Tebow Show, Hot Topics, Trends, The Hot Hot, or whatever the different names I'm throwing around. You can always, always call into the show at 347-637-1837. That's how you catch a live show. If you want to catch a show on demand, you can always go into blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jennifer Tebow, and you can catch that show on demand. Or you can go into iTunes. And also, I've got a few of the Jennifer Tebow shows that I, that I have available that are the prior broadcast. Um, so definitely take an opportunity to check it out. Uh, people say I'm kind of funny to watch when I do this. So I play up to the cameras a little bit, but just but not a whole lot. But you'll see exactly how I accomplish what I do. Um, so you guys have a great evening. It's been fun to return to my original time slot of 10 p.m. to do this broadcast. Um, I've been really focusing on some research this week and, and doing that thing to support a lot of the organizations that I, that, that I really do care about and I care about their mission. So shout out to Operation Hope and all the things they're doing. Shout out to the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce the oldest and the largest black chamber of commerce in the world. Uh, and I'd love to say also one of the most innovative as well. Uh, they've got a sassy little saucy communication uh, chair. That would be me. So we, we have lots of fun trying to connect the story of the chamber, the present of the chamber, and the future of the chamber with our audience. So that's fun too. So if you want to check out the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce, you can absolutely go to ddcc.org. And DDCC stands for Dallas Black Chamber of the Right Commerce. So ddcc.org, check us out. If you want to see me, I am definitely going to be at uh, the Dallas Convention Center on 10-7-11. That is the 85th Annual Banquet for the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. It's a great opportunity. If you're in the area or interested in coming to learn about the chamber, learn about the impact of black business in North Texas and as well as to the world. So it's going to be one of the biggest annual meetings of black entrepreneurs that you'll ever see. And this has been done for 84 and now coming up on 85 years. All right, catch me at jennifertebow.com doing all kinds of things. You can always buy any of my books or my products. I've got some other audio CDs that are as well just becoming available. You are what you tweet.com is a great place to check out too. So that's it. How about that for the longest shout outs in history? And I didn't even blink. You see, I should have been on video so you could see it. All right, you guys, have fun. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. And please don't forget to give this week. Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give to your community. It's been great. I will talk to you guys on Monday for sure, and you get a chance to see the unveiling of the new show. Take care.